0: 3, four, one, two, three four, Base blast. Base blast. Base blast. Hey, Niaş. Hey, Matt. You are on a base blast, but the roles have been reversed. That's right. I have come to blast you. Oh my God! This is so exciting. I am blasted not that often. I
1: well, I hope I make it worth your while.
0: <laughs> I think you will because this post you're about to blast me with is one that you wrote that got over 200 upvotes on this wrong and became a starred post.
1: I was really flattered because they actually did the audio version of it, which I've, they've never done that to one of my posts before. So there's like a really pleasant British chap who did the podcast version of this post. So the post is called the parable of the king and the random process. This is written in the grand tradition of, of parables, which are my favorite kind of less wrong posts. And I consider every less wrong I post that isn't some kind of story to be a failure. Oh, so, no. So this is one such story. Can I give you some context for why I wrote this, Inyash?
0: Yeah, I would love some context.
1: I'm sort of chronically annoyed at the way that rationalists talk about forecasting um, in a variety of ways, but in particular ways that I talk about in this post. And then I was also particularly annoyed at the bio anchors paper, which we can talk what about is, briefly if you don't know what that is. Yeah, what is that? There was this big, well-received paper that has been go- doing the rounds in the in the community for several months to a year or something like that. And the idea is that they take all of these different probability distributions over when AI might feasibly arise, based on like analogies to biology of different varieties. why right, This bi- already sounds stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, so I I don't like it very much. You can object to it on two separate grounds. You can object to it on the grounds of it doesn't make any sense to use biology as an anchor. For example, if you use all of evolutionary time as your basis for comparison, you're just stirring mud into your model. It, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. The other grounds to dismiss it is that they just take all of these different trends and then they just kind of average them together. And then, and then we come up with this final trend. And I'm like, that's just not how you do that. It's just not proper forecasting protocol. And then it turned out the FTX Future Fund Prize, which was going to give away like millions of dollars in prize money to people who could write good essays about when AGI was going to happen. They had very much the same kind of ethos of like thinking about timeline forecasts in a way that really is is just not correct. I actually wrote this as a sort of tongue in cheek attempt to win the FTX Future Fund Prize. And then amusingly, FTX implodes. uh,
0: (laughs) Amusingly, you say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) spectacularly and thus making this all even more funny because I guess I failed at prediction by even bothering to write something. Whoops. I begin the parable by saying, posing the situation. You, the monarch, need to know when the rainy season will begin in order to properly time the planting of the crops. You have two advisors, Pronto and Eternidad, who you trust exactly equally. So you ask them both, when will the next heavy rain occur? Pronto says, three weeks from today. Trinidad says, 10 years from today. Good, you say. I will begin planting the crops in a little bit over five years, the average of your two predictions. That seems entirely reasonable. Hopefully the reaction to this point is, that's stupid and hilarious that someone would think that would make sense to wait five years to plant the crops, which will actually doom us in either scenario, right? And then, and then I spend a lot of time sort of repeating the same point, honestly, which I know I'm doing. It's sort of a rhetorical technique, right? The point is, no matter what, you're either going to have to plant now or you're going to have to plan for a lengthy famine. Like Those mm-hmm. are the two options. There's no middle option that you can't split the difference by just averaging the two models together.
0: I mean, maybe if you had enough money in the royal treasury to both plant now and prepare for a 10-year famine.
1: Exactly. I totally agree. That's part of the, the idea here is that from a planning point of view, if you're actually in charge of making decisions, be it for capital allocation, or be it for deciding when you actually think AGI is going to actually happen, or really any number of things that you could think about in real life where it's like, I care about when this thing is going to happen. You need to actually care about when it's going to happen and not just average together different possible models of when it might happen and then choose the average number and and then plan for that. Because that, that number might be completely meaningless and detached from any possible reality, right? Yeah. So the king is sort of the butt of the joke here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Does the king have a name? Oh, no, it's just you, right? You.
1: Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, you you are the king, yeah.
0: Man, I'm stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just that's, like real
0: life. That's,
1: that's another one of those writing choices that I reflect on, and I'm like, do I want to go this hard at the reader and basically mm-hmm. insult them and tell them they're an idiot? And I, I went with it, so.
0: Like a modern Socrates. Yeah, exactly.
1: Do not view the two predictions as two-point estimates to be aggregated and averaged. View them as distinct mutually exclusive features that must be weighed separately to determine the best allocation of resources. This is a decision problem, not a forecasting problem. And then I spend some more time saying in different ways, this is actually true no matter how fancy you get. You can't accurately predict when something will happen. Even if you're super duper mathematically sophisticated and you have a lot of graphs and you use words like log normal distribution and so forth, you can't squeeze blood from a stone there's two irreconcilable models in this fantasy scenario. You can imagine various other scenarios where there are multiple irreconcilable models. In no case is the right choice to just average all of the models together. I mean, you can do that and it'll give you something like a distribution of betting odds, but it won't actually help you know when the thing is going to happen for planning purposes. I say, not even if you use a prediction market and you're averaging together lots and lots of different people's predictions, because what what happens then, I don't know if I say this exactly in the article, but being really well calibrated and betting in prediction markets may actually win you money in the long run. Let's say you're really good at making predictions and you're really well calibrated. You spend all day in the prediction markets. You could become very rich, but that doesn't actually mean that you're rich because you're accurately predicting when a thing will happen. You're just good at knowing like the cutoff date. You could actually win money by betting, oh, the rains are going to come earlier than five years from now. But that's different from being the one who's actually in charge of planning. Knowing the betting odds and knowing what to actually plan for are really two different problems. And I feel like due to the rationalist tendency to talk about prediction markets, it's almost like we've forgotten that that's not actually how you need to think about planning.
0: Yeah. So if someone bets a year from now, they could end up winning a lot of money, but it still doesn't matter because they didn't plant the crops three weeks from now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there was some fancy math in here too. Something about a 50% cumulative property.
1: I don't know. Yeah. So what I did there is I wanted to make a point and and I do wonder if I didn't kind of lose some people there, but I'll I'll try to explain what the, the aim of that was. So you kind of lost me, but I got the impression that what it means is
0: fancy math will not save you. You still got to make a decision.
1: So like number one, fancy math won't save you. And then also number two, you can be extremely wrong in your assumptions if you don't actually understand the shapes of people's distributions when they're making forecasts, which is kind of a separate point. So basically, here's what I said. So the king says... Okay, you say it's going to be 10 years from now. You say it's going to be three weeks from now. I'm going to take the average of the two and say five years. The advisors say, first of all, King, averaging those two numbers is is sort of mathematically incoherent because like, let's just assume for the sake of argument, let's say the reason that I think that it's going to happen in three weeks is because I actually think that on any given day, there's like a 2% chance of rain. If you just do the calculation of like when will it probably have rained by, if you think on any given day it might rain with a chance of two percent, it'll end up being three weeks from now, fifty percent chance that it will have rained. Hmm. And if it's like a point zero I forget the numbers, I didn't copy them over, but if it's like point zero two percent chance of rain every day, then after ten years, there's a fifty percent chance that it will have rained by then. Okay. It's basically saying What if when these guys said their predictions, they were actually just saying their medians and their distributions actually looked really different from what you were assuming? I see. If that were the case and you then average those two distributions, your average would actually be something more like 116 days from now instead of five years from now. Okay. The point of that exercise is to say... You actually have to know what shape the distribution is that you're averaging. You can't just take somebody's median and somebody else's median and average them and think that you now have the average. It really, really matters what shape the distributions are. And they can be all kinds of weird shapes. Like The shape I just described is literally the simplest possible. Almost any other shape is going to end up with some really weird properties where the median is just nowhere near you know, averaging the two things. Then I go on to say, like, okay, but that still doesn't save us because 116 days from now is still too late to plant. If the rains are coming in three weeks, it's a bad call either way. It doesn't actually help from a planning perspective, you know, sort of a grab bag of critiques against the the sorts of poor things that I see happening in the discourse.
0: Yeah. So when you see a bunch of people giving their various dates for 50% chance of uh, AGI arriving, it's not a good idea just to take a whole bunch of those from the really smart people and be like, well, this is what the average of the smart people is. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, you'd be better off just randomly picking one of them and using their actual number than trying to take an average.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, that's an interesting way of putting it. I think that kind of relates to the observed fact that the meticulous median date for AGI, it used to be what, like 2040 or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like obvious a- to me now that that was a sort of average between a lot of people who thought that it was going to be coming in the next five years, and a lot of people who thought it was going to be coming in 2250, right? Like 100 years plus. And then you end up with a median that says 2040 or whatever, or maybe I don't even remember it. I think it was even further out than that before. If you just kind of confidently said, okay, good, 2040, that's great. It's like, well, no one actually thinks it's coming in 2040. You probably have two totally different groups of people. Or maybe you do have some small group of people who think it is coming in 2040. But really, from a model-based perspective, it kind of made sense that it was either going to be soon or we were fundamentally wrong about some basic things and it was going to take a really long time. It's It's kind of one or the other.
0: And now all the people who said like 200 years out are drastically dropping their estimates down. Exactly. Just the median drop way down.
1: Exactly. I feel like the median has basically collapsed to the point where it's like people just acknowledge that it's AGI may literally be here already. And there's there's kind (laughs) of no point in in even nitpicking.
0: Have you gotten any feedback directly on that post that uh, you thought was very valuable that you'd like to highlight?
1: Some people pointed out some analogies to other situations like certain situations involving stocks where the price of the stock was actually sort of between one model saying that this stock is going to collapse and one model saying that this stock is going to actually win its legal case and do really well. Wherever the stock was going to be in a year, it was either going to be much lower or much higher than it is right now, which is an interesting, you know, very kind of concrete application of this technique or this this mentality. Um That was a good one. A lot of people were were asking a question that I really should have addressed. What should the king have done, basically? And it's like the king should have hedged. He should have spent some resources planting now, and then he should have spent some resources buying food just in case of a drought. That's what you should do from a planning point of view in a situation like this. Like I stipulated at the beginning, you're 50% confident in each of your advisors. You can't really make up your mind between them. But uh, let's say you were 70-30, 70% chance you thought it was going to be soon, then you would spend 70% of your resources roughly on planting, plus or minus some...
0: Some fudging. Yeah, fudging, yeah. Well, thank you for blasting me. This was great.
1: Thank you. I had fun.